The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Nazir has been dedicated by our good friend Jaime and Dina Dana. Hashem Yishmirem v'chayim. Fatzlacha for all their children that they should be mechunach alpi toratenu akedusha. They should grow up and they should be zochel the Torah or mitzvot or chupa or maasim tovim ubefrat for Ashkelema for Moshe ben Dina. אין נא רפאנה לו בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, וגם רפואה שלמה, פנינה, בת אסתר. אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתה כרבה לבוא וכן ירסון ונאמר אמן בזכות המסכת נזיר יגן באדם אמן. דף כ"ט. Today's daf is being studied in Nishmat Morzekeni, Rabbi Yosef ben Sarah, Rabbi Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem, Tanichem began Eden, Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Fuash Shalimah, Moshe ben Dina, Vesarah, Rucham Abat Rachel, Vesarah Abat Rachel. Enna Refana Lahem, Refat Al-Nefesh, Refat Al-Guf. Fuatam, Kirubalabo, Vechen Yerasov, Venomar, Amen. Again, today's daf, Al-Khafchet Amudbet, starting at the Mishnah. Mishnah. האיש מדיר את בנו בנזיר. A man is able to accept upon a נזירות for his son. That his son should be a נזיר. We see the source of that. ואין האישה מדירת את בנה בנזיר. But a lady cannot accept upon a נזירות for her son. כיצד? What's the case of it? Has it happened? גילייך Let's say the fellow himself, the, the boy himself, rejected the nizirut. He doesn't want to accept upon the nizirut upon himself, so he shaved. So he showed that he doesn't want. Or let's say his relatives came along and uh, cut his hair. Or let's say he protested. I don't want to be a nazir. Or his relatives came and protested. Now, once the Nizirut goes off in those cases, because that's what the deen is, the Nizirut goes off. Now let's say he has a Behemah Mefureshet. Behemah Mefureshet means he has an animal that was already designated for his Qurbanot. So what do you do with the animal? So we know, if it's Qurban Khattat, and it was designated already, we specify, so the law is what? You have to let it die. That's like a case of a regular person that brings a Qurban Khattat, and then uh, the owner dies, so the law is the Khattat has to go and... It just uh, dies. That's one of the deen. It's the actual animal. Right? So the animal itself just uh, dies. You don't bring it on the Nizbeah. Now let's say he designated a Qurban Ula because the street Qurbanot and Nazir brings it to the time of his Tahara. He brings a Khattat and Ula Nishlamim. So the Ula, Tikrav Ula. Well, the Ula, you have no problem. You can bring a, a Nidaba by an Ula. <coughs> so instead of bringing it for Ula Nazir, bring it for Ula Nidaba. Ushlamim, Yikribu Ushlamim. Shlamim also. Even though you, you can't bring it for a Nazir anymore, because it's not a Nazir, but bring it for a Shalmeh, Nedava. Ve'ne'echadim du'yom echad. But this Shlamim has a Chumrah. It has the Chumrah, the stringency of a Qurban of a Nazir. The Qurban of a Nazir can only be eaten for one day. Normally a Shlamim is eaten for two days and one night. Now she'ekin, the Qurban of a Nazir is only eaten for one day. So this Qurban, since it originally was designated for Nazir, who takes on the stringency of Nazir, that what? Only ne'echal le'yom echad. Ve'enam te'unim lechem. It's not ta'un lechem. We said that the nazir, Qurban also, there was bread that went with it. Lechem, they used to 
uh, uh, wave the uh, bread at the time of the uh, bringing of the Qurban Nazir. This is not really a Qurban Nazir anymore. This is just a uh, uh, um, regular Qurban, so, Shilamim, so therefore there's no Lechem. Hayudo Ma'ot. Okay, now let's say the, the son, uh, or the father that is, he designated monies towards his son's Nazirut. And then what? They protested or they cut his hair and all that, so he's not a Nazir anymore. So what do you do with the money? So the deen is, if they're Situmim, we learned this already, Halakha Mashim Sinai, Yippelu Nindaba. Right? All the monies that are Satum, they turn into Olat Nindaba. Ma'ot Mefurrashim. But if they're specified monies, so now, Demechat, what does specified monies mean? I mean, this is for Hatat, this is for Olat, this is for Shidamim. So now, Demechatat, Yedchul Yamamela. What do you do with the monies of the Hatat? You take it and you put it in the Dead Sea. Right? You destroy the money. Lo Nehenim. You're not allowed to have a hana'ah from the money. Rabbis made a gezerah. You cannot be ne'ineh from this money. Velo mu'alin, but there's no mi'ilah. The mi'ilah only applies to something that is a kurban, or something that's ra'ui for a kurban. Since this money over here is not ra'ui for kurban, the law is uh, of a hat, money that you designated for a hatat, you throw in yamamela. You cannot bring it as a kurban. So therefore there's no mi'ilah on that money. Mi'ilah means if you use the money for personal benefit, this gig. Mishal gave. So the law would be that he has to be a Qurban Asham and he also has to uh, pray a Knas of a Chomish. Mashaikin, in this case, since the money is not Rawi for a Qurban, you're taking a tongue to the there is no law of Merida on that money. The money that you designated for the Qurban Ola, Yaviyu Ola. Okay, then you have to use it to bring a Qurban Ola, Nidaba, Umu'alim Bain. And there's Merida on that because that money is Rawi for a Qurban. Any money or a Qurban itself. That's how for Qurban is considered the subject of Merida. Demesh Shilamim, and the money he designated for the Shilamim, Yabi'u Shilamim. Vine Echalim, the Yom Echad, same law. It takes on the stringency of Nazir, that this Shilamim can only be eaten for one day. Ve'enam Te'unim Lechem. And again, does not, uh, be, you don't bring it with the Lechem of a normal Nazir that the Lechem is brought with it. Okay, that's basically the Mishnah. Now let's read some of the uh, Tosfotim over here. Starting from the Tosfot Ha'ish. Ha'ish madir beno benazir. Shiyomar, what does he tell his son? Yehe beni nazir. My son will be a nazir. Viyatchilu minyana yamim miyad. It starts immediately. Vafilu ena ben yodaya shabim hiddiro benazir. Even if the son doesn't know. The father can do it without the knowledge of the uh, son. Inabe de madir beno benazir. Shiyitzavel libno. Or he commands his son. Shiyomar, harreni. Nazir, you tell your sons, repeat after me. Hareni Nazir. You're forcing the son to accept upon himself a Nazir. So either it's the father accepting it on the son, or the father telling the son, you're going to say these words, Hareni Nazir. And it hits. But a lady cannot do it. The Gemara will explain why a lady cannot do such a thing. But what we say, this is an interesting type of Nazirut. It's subject to protest. The kid, if he protests, if he shaves his hair, or somebody else in the family shaves his hair, then his root goes off. So the Tosfot says, Right, that's the greatest type of protest, the shaving his hair. Because obviously shaving hair is not a, not a, that's a law of Nizirut. So by, by shaving there, you're showing you don't want this Nizirut on the kid. Not only shaving his ear, but even verbal protest is considered enough 
to cancel the nazirut. She'en netzono she'asin nazir mitbatel a nazirut. We'll be gemara mefaresh at ta'amim. Gemara is going to explain. Now, Tosfot has a very important condition here. Ve'davka kishimihumiyad kishishamu. The protest only works immediately. Which means, when the family members heard what this day, the father made him a nazir, protest. It's got to be immediately. Aval. Im lo mihu. Veshuv liyamim mihu. Let's say they, you know, they, when they heard about the Nijirut, they accepted it. And then after a while, uh, then they protested. Em bekachlum. Nothing. Aharesh yetila nizirut. No, he's a katan. He's a katan. Now someone has said that this whole business of Macha'ah is talking about where the father died. So therefore, like, the family members turn into like a, a putropos. They become like a... Um, an administrator over the child, so they have a right, uh, you know, uh, protest and do what they see fit uh, for the child. But in any event, it's got to be done immediately. And the Tosifta, it brings another uh, qualification that will nullify the Nizirut. If the kid matured, which is if the kid, now he's a Katan, that we're talking about now, he's a minor. But let's say matured, he grew two Sa'arot, two hair. Now two hair is a sign of what? Maturity. So automatically, once he matures, the nizirut uh, goes off. He's not a katan anymore. Meaning, from the middle of the nizirut, he matured into getting the two sa'arot, means he's 13, but 13 is not enough. You need to have two sa'arot, then already he's going to, the nizirut goes off. Now, why didn't the Mishnah, huh? No, no, it's automatic, because he's a gadol now. So the question then is, why didn't the Mishnah list that, uh, that qualification? So Tosfot says, Tani Bematnitin. The reason why I didn't say it in the Mishnah, Mishum, the shte sa'arot mevatot a nizirut afahar sheitchid kavad not kayami menazir. Because it's different than these properties over here. Which means, these properties over here, if let's say he started a few days in the nizirut, and then there was a protest, too late. Right? Because we said the protest has to be immediately. All these things in the Mishnah have to be done immediately for them to work. Masha'enken, the two hairs can happen even a few days into his nizirut. So therefore, it's, it's not, it doesn't have the same properties, doesn't work with the same properties as the cases of the Mishnah. That's why the Mishnah did not list it. Which means uh, the two Sa'arot can happen even a couple of days into the Nizirut. But these cases in the Mishnah are stuff that only can work immediately. Now, and even if you want to say, that the case in this Mishnah can work after this man, meaning after a couple of days. So since it's Mahloket by Sa'arot, the Mishnah did not discuss. That's another um, another reason. Now, in a Uh-huh. Which means the Mishnah is only discussing something that's in his control to mevatel the nizirut. the growing of the two sa'arot, that's out of his control. Because uh, he, he grows and grows, it's natural. So therefore the Mishnah is not discussing things that are not in his control. Only the, basically we have a tosifta to enter the list, and the tosifta discussing why wasn't it listed in the Mishnah itself. Okay, comes the Gemara begins. Gemara begins. Ish in abal isha la. Gemara is just ready uh, explaining the Mishnah. It seems the father can make his son a nazir, but a mother not. As the Mishnah said, ha ish madirit beno benazir ve'en ha isha madirit. It was actually explicitly in the Mishnah. So the Gemara wants to know my tama. 
What's the reason when you're giving the father this power and the mother doesn't have this power? I'm really about asking more basic questions. Where do you see stand that a father could be Madir his son into a year in the Zirut? So it comes together and says, we have a very important machloket over here, which is going to come out with uh, uh, seemingly nafkaminot. So the Gemara says, My Tamar, Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Alakahi, Benazir. Period. Rabbi Yohanan goes back to this Halakhal Mushim Sinai. It's one of those rules from Sinai that a father can make a Nizirud from his son. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, Amar. Rabbi Yosef says, Name of Rabbi Hanina. Amar, Shakish, Name of Shakish, Kedel, Lahanecho, Bemizvot. It's an Inyan of Hinuch. Which means uh, Nizirud is definitely a Hinuch, it's an education in abstention. Right? As fathers, you have to train your children. To mechanech your children. So one of the things you want to train your children is uh, not to go after all the uh, the pleasures of Olam So therefore, it's a nyan of chinuch. That's why the father is able to uh, to do such a thing. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yohanan will argue, Rabbi Yohanan will say, chinuch is only on an item that you train him when he's young, that he's an item that he's going to have to do when he gets older. For example, uh, Lulav. So you train the kid when he's young to shake a lulav, because when he gets older, he's going to shake a lulav. But a nazir, he doesn't have to become a nazir when he gets older. That's not a, that's an optional thing. So therefore, he also does not a mitzvah of hinuch necessarily. So that's the ma'lokan. Is it either halakhamashim sinai, or is it inyan of uh, education? Now look at the uh, tosfot. He just says one word, which is very significant. The tos, all the tosfot team here are on chafhet amudbet still. So that's the that's the big nafkamina between the two answers, which is according to the Biyachanan it's the Oraita, whereas the mitzvah chinuch is only midrabanan. So that's the big sheilana. So now we're going to have to once you know that it's only midrabanan, we're going to have to start analyzing certain laws that are going to come out. Uh, if it, uh, and how, how exactly uh, it works. So comes the Gibran says, so yeah, keep, keep on after flipping back now, between Khafaita and Betos okay? I'm going to read some of them. So the, the Gibran says, Well, she telling me it's a uh, inyan of Hinuch, so then even a lady, the Khalash has to train her uh, children. So therefore, why shouldn't she? If you tell me it's Hashem Sinai, you can't ask questions. The said, "Father can mandir his son, or manzir his son, then not the mother." I don't can't ask questions on that. But if you tell me, say, "I knew so what about the mother? Why can't the mother do it? So the Gemara says, "Kasabar ish hayav lehanech benod mitzvot, ve'ena isha hayev lehanechet bena." That rule, the mitzvah hanuch was said on who was said on the father. Okay, but not on the uh, but not on the mother. Rule Hainuk is a father's the issue. The Tosfot over here, uh, going back, goes through different uh, issues over here. He says, Beno in bitolo, vechen alakai beno deshiach b'mitzvot leshiigdal. The son that uh, when he gets older, mutal alav lachanecho. Abal bito lo. Right. That's uh, coming up, right? Okay. Right, coming up. Okay, so hold, hold off. Bishlama. Good. 
بشلمال ربی وخانان دمال الاخای بنزیر امتولاکی بنو این بیتولو في سنة على خمس مسينة مكان استماعي تامي the son كان دوتون دوري كان دوتون why can't the father make his daughter in the zira على خمس مسينة it's only by the son إلا للشتكيش أفيلو بيتو بركات للشتكيش تامي سنيان في حنوخ صلاة الفاضل محنيخ الزدور كسبال بينو حياب لحنيخو بيتو إنو حياب لحنيخا interesting the father's obligation to حنوخ is to his son but it's not to his daughter now, those photos over here, going back to when we started to read, Beno in bitolo dechen alacha. Beno teshiyak be mitzvot, the son is obligated to mitzvot. So that's the Zinyan of Chinuch, the Zikshiyak dal mutal and abda hanecho. Aval bitolo. Now, so then those photos over here certain questions where you see, he says, Tema, hada amar be'alma, katan ochel nebelot. En bedin mitzubin alav lafrisho. Says Katan is eating nevelot. Let's say he's eating things that are not kosher. Betin doesn't have an obligation uh, to stop him. Ve'amar Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Harina after Hanechod la'asot mitzvah mutal alav, which means if you have Hanuch, so how come you don't stop him from eating nevelot? Uh, Hanuch got to train him to shekalulav and the sukkah and all that stuff. So then the Tosfos of Barun, the Gebra says, when he's eating the Velot, you have to stop him. The Yeshtomad, the Chinuch, no Shiyak, Ela Lazhiro, La'asot, Ulkayim, Mitzvah. Abal Lazhir, Mila'avor, in the Chinuch. Amazing answer of the Tosafot here. So what's there? Chinuch is on the positive. But on the negative stuff, you don't need, you know, you're not going to stop. That doesn't fall into the obligation of Chinuch. He wants to, he wants to, that doesn't mean you could go give him Nevelot eat. But uh, to stop him from from these things, the Sfot wants to make a chiluk that you might not uh, might not have to. Um, others ask uh, another question about uh, we see other places where you have to give chiluk to your daughter. This case we see in Gibariot, you have to give chiluk to your daughter. So the basic uh, principle that's going to be working in this business of the chiluk is could be a right. According to those sheep, you have to give chiluk to your daughter also in mitzvot. But this nazir is a different type of mitzvah. Keep in mind, it's not a regular mitzvah nazir. It's a type of chinuch on a on a on a on a behavior, because not the son and not the daughter are going to have to be nizirim when they grow older. So therefore, in such a type of item, could be the chinuch is only on the son, but sheikar on the daughter where there's no obligation to be a nizira. Could be those. Uh, that's why there's no chinuchan. Uh, We're making that chinuch, which is really maybe I can tell you this chinuchan a daughter as well. But what a mitzvah that she has to do. But since this is not a mitzvah that she does, so therefore they were only strict by the son and not the daughter. Okay, so it's uh, basically the chinuch um, that they give. Now, the Gemara is going to start to compare the Yohanan to the Shlakish Bishlama. Bishlama, the Yohanan, the Amar of Achai ben Azir. Listen, a father cannot accept upon himself a neder for his son. You know, a father cannot say to his son, uh, listen, if you don't sit in the uh, uh, sukkah, you're going to be asur to eat, uh, you know, uh, grapes or something like that. A nedarim, a father does not have a right to do for the son. Now even though Nizirut is a form of neder, so why Nizirut ye nedarim no? Well, if you tell me time the Hashem Sinai, I don't ask questions. However, Eil al-Rishlakish, 
אפילו נדרים נמר. זאת אומרת, So therefore, let the father mechanech his child. I want the kid to sit in the sukkah, right? So mechanech him. Now listen, if you don't sit in the sukkah, you can't eat uh, grapes or something like that. That's also a chinuch. But just like you're giving him a chinuch for the nidareem. So uh, comes the... Right. The, the Rosh says a few words there. The Rosh's language is the nidareem names yag nepirishut. Just in general. Nidareem is also a training in abstention. Even if he doesn't attach it to a mitzvah. Even if he just tells the kid, listen, you know what? We don't, I don't want you to eat grapes for uh, 30 days. Stop. What, what are you training the kid? To uh, control himself. So just like you're telling me that the sirut is a chinuch in abstention, so that he was also a chinuch in the training in abstention. So the Gibra says, you're right. And Just like you can accept upon him, so you can, uh, uh, for the child and the sirut, you can accept upon himself. The Gibra says, lo mebaya kama. You're right, it's a lo mebaya. Now, what is a lo mebaya? Let's look at the technique, since we've been learning technique the past couple of days. Lo mebaya works like this. That I'm telling you a um, smaller chidush, and then I'm telling you the bigger chidush, which means not only this, which is obvious. Lo mebaya, I don't have to tell you. Lo tzarich. I don't have to tell you this. That's pashut, but even a case which is even more uh, strict. Now, the way the Lomibaya works is, in this case, it only talked about Nazir. It did not talk about Idarim. But according to Bihana and Nishakish, you tell me there's no difference. So the Gabra's it's Lomibaya, I don't have to tell you Nidarim. Because if I tell you Nazir, Nidarim is automatic. Why? Because obviously Nizarim is more, Nizirut is more strict. What's the strictness of the Nizirut? Let's read in the Gemara. Lo mebaya kama. It's working with a lo mebaya. Lo mebaya bin darim. Delet le nivul. The darim, there's no suffering. There's no pain and suffering on the kid. I'll tell you why there's no pain and suffering. Because if we're talking about a type of Nizir where he says, if you don't do this, you can't eat uh, grapes. Uh, let him do it, he can eat grapes. I mean, there's always a way out. For the kid. Nizirut over there, it says there's nothing to get out of it. You have 30 days of, uh, of, of abstention. Even so, which is you would have thought maybe, you know, uh, not maybe. To give what I'm saying. In the Khanameh, Nizirim as well. So why did you choose Nizirut? I have to tell you, if I'm telling you Nizirut, all the more so, Nizirim. Because Nizirut is an item that he can't get off. So it's strict on the guy, on the kid. The darim, again, the way I'm explaining the darim is a way you can uh, get out of it if the father puts like a uh, stipulation, things like that. Okay, good. So that's the, uh, that's the Gemara's answer. So in the Quran, we have, we find a fantastic nafkamina here. Between Ishtakish and Yohanan. Kotra Yohanan, it's dafka nizirut. Mashiach b'chut Ishtakish, it's even the darim that a father can impose upon the uh, child. Comes the Gemara and says... I guess it means in the Nidarim it's subject to those types. Which means even if you didn't Madir him in such a type, but Nidarim order intrinsically has a style where it can be dependent on something. So therefore, in the, it, whereas Nizirut is always conclusive. There's always going to be a Nizirut. 
So if on Nizirut, where it doesn't lend itself to such a, uh, a, a leniency, no, what you have to tell you, if Nizirut doesn't lend itself to Nizirut, is, it is what it is, it's the definite Nivul. So therefore, but Nidarim it can be, so therefore, so if I let you go on Nizirut, so now I'll let you go on uh, Nidarim. It continues, Bishlamad Rabbi Yohanan, De'amar al-Akhahi bin-Azir, A'enu dektani miha, O'shmihu kerobav. Right. If you say Tanakh Mishim Sinai, I understand where this protest comes in. Mm-hmm. What do you see in business of a guy? Like, father is allowed to accept the part of something that is root for the child. And all of a sudden, a family member comes along and says, I protest. And it goes off. Well, where does that come from? If you say Tanakh Mishim Sinai, that's where they instituted it. Tanakh Mishim Sinai was that it's a type of is root that if a family member uh, wants to protest, uh, they can they, 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 they they wave it off. Mm-hmm. However, Ela Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, Amar Rishtakish, now was that the, the rabbi's name? Mm-hmm. It's interesting over here, all of a sudden we throw in, till now we've always been calling it Rabbi Yohanan Ishtakish. Now on this uh, question, we said, We gave the full, uh, the full name of the, of the statement. And in fact, she discussed why all of a sudden over here, the Gemara decided to give us the full name of the uh, rabbi that made the uh, statement. But in any event, it's Ishtakish. Yeah. Which means, are we going to believe, are we going to uh, trust the relatives? Which means, what, do we trust the relative to come along and say, no, we don't want you to give your son Hinukh and Zvot. That's what they're doing. The, the father's coming along and saying, what? Hinukh. Right, relative comes along and says, nah. We don't want this Nizirut over here, we protest. What do you mean? If it's a Yanif Hinuk, how do you give a, a relative a right to protest against what the father wants to Mahanik his uh, child? Yeah. Again, if you tell me, Hala Kamashim Shinai, okay, do whatever you want. But if it's a Yanif Hinuk, I'm Mahanik my child. Where, where, where do you have a right to come in along and uh, protest and then take the Nizirut off? Kol Kaminem, does he believe that? Kol Kaminem, does he believe that? Kol Kaminem, does he believe that? Kol Kaminem, does Don't teach your son that? Uh, Kasabar. Very interesting answer. You know what the Eder Shekish will hold? Kol hinuch de lo hashiv lo nihale. That's not hinuch. Why? Because it's not hashiv. Look at the Rosh's language. The Rosh has a few words. Look at the Rosh. It's on your margin on the left. Kasavar. Kol hinuch de lo hashiv bizyonahabai. Those are the next two words. It's a bizayon. Velo nihale, meaning kol hinuch she'en kerobav machshivim oto. Any type of hinuch where to the relatives they're not giving it the proper credence, they don't think it's right. B'zayon hava. It's going to be an embarrassment now for the child. Velo nihale lenaar. The child is not going to want to do such a thing. Velo ratzu, velo ratzu achim letaken hinuch kazeh shema yishma lekerobav. Which means now his family is badgering him. So now what's going to happen? The kid has a pressure on him now. So we don't want to put upon a child a mitzvah where he's going to come to violate it because the family is going to put a pressure on it. So therefore, to the family, it's like, hey, when he's a kid, we're stopping him from drinking wine, you know, and the haircut and things like that. So on such a nyanim, the family member might not care, it doesn't hurt the kid. Sit in the sukkah, doesn't hirt the kid. But here, it's a voluntary item, first of all, in the zirut. And already, it causes the kid uh, maybe tzar, because he can't drink wine, grapes, all this business of the zirut. So therefore, such a hinuch that's considered like a bizayon to the child, to, 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 to the, the child's going to get bizayonot. 
But the family's going to protest, so now you're putting the kid in a predicament now. You're putting the child in a chinuch way because of the family pressure, he's going to come and uh, violate it because they're going to pressure him. So therefore, you know what? Such a uh, such a nazirut can be the broke. We're not going to say, even if they protest, you're still a nazir. If you can do that to the kid, the kid's under a bind now. You're still a nazir, even though they pressure me, he's going to break it. So therefore, you know what? We'll let the children know. That. That's not hanukh. Hanukh is only if it's... Like if it's if it's an easy item for the child, it doesn't have to endure uh, family press, which is a new sevara in the inyan of Hainuk. I guess on these items again, that's what we always have to remember. Specifically by nizirut, that's an optional thing. We're not going to come along and say, well, you know, if the kid gets pressure from uh, a family member that doesn't want him to shake the lulav, we'll put on tefillin before his age. Yeah, we don't want to, you know, give the kid a hard time. We're not going to say that. Because that's something he's going to have to do when he grows older. But this is a nazirut. He's not going to have to be a nazir when he gets older. So on such items that the, it's, it's, the whole chinuch is already a, 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 you know a, a different type of chinuch. So therefore they were uh, lenient on such a thing. Comes the Gemara and says next case. Bishlamal Rabbi Yohanan. Damar halachai benazir mishum hache megaleya veavid hakafa. The law that says in the Torah, You're not allowed to cut your peot off. Okay? Now, a nazir, by nature, at the end of the nazirut, not only cuts his peot off, he cuts his whole head off, including the peot. Now, we never discussed this, but how does a nazir do that? So, it basically works with this principle of which is the Torah says, He has to megalea. It's not ase. Torah says lo It's a lo So a regular rule that we always use. Ase dochay lo Good. That's if it's ase. Even halachah b'shem is considered a doraita. So the doraita can uh, get around the peot. However, el rabbi yosef rabbi hanin amar shtakish kedel hanecho b'mitzvot hakavid hakafa. But it's only the banana according to these rabbis. Chinuch. Yeah, he gave you the chinuch. That, that, that's the way. So now what? The banana is gonna at the end of the kids' dissolute. He's gonna shave his hair off. What about the mitzvah of uh, peot? What do you do with the lot ta'aseh according to him? So give us answers. Kasabar hakafat kol harosh midrabanan. He holds that when did the Torah say it's asumed the oraita? That's only when you're cutting the peot alone. What's 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 hakafa mean? Not takifu. Hakafa is like a circle, right? So what you're doing is you're making an even line from your forehead all the way around, right? Completing the circles when you cut by the ear, right? You rounded it out now. So now you can make a, a circle of no hair from the forehead all the way to the ear above the ear. The no peot either, and it goes all the way around. That's that's the look that the Torah was against. But if the Torah, if you took your whole hair off, that's not a. It's a sutra banan. Okay. Oh. So now the Gemara says, so the whole hair is only a drabanan item. If that's the case, so the Gemara says like this. Oh, still, so it's a drabanan, but so the Gemara says, hakafat kol drabanan, hinuch medrabanan, and hinuch is also medrabanan, right? The training the children over here is a drabanan item. Ve'ate hinuch drabanan, ve'dahi hakafat drabanan. Okay, so one the the ase of. Of uh, Hainuk, which is a positive Hainuk, uh, this 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 Rabbanan could, could push away. That Rabbanan is on the same uh, level, which we thought originally. Hey, the right over Hakafa. No, this she tells that Hakafa is not the right if you're doing the whole head. And therefore, that's why it is permissible according to that Shita. So asks a question over here. What are you talking? The kid, the kid himself is not even Hayav in this mitzvah. The kid is a, a, a minor. 
So there's no issue of cutting. The issue is who's going to cut him. The Torah is Osir, not only to be cut, but says, Lot Takifu. Is Yisur on the cutter himself? So therefore, the question is, the guy who's doing the cutting, well, he has Yisur as well. No, he doesn't have, because the Hanuk the Rabbanan will push away this this kakafa, which is the Rabbanan. The question is on the one that's cut. That's the way some of the Rishonim learn as well. But I continues Bishlama the Rabbi Yohanan. The Amar Hadachai Benazir Ahachim Galeya Mighty Kurban. Now we discuss the Qurban issue. Person, after Nizirut, you know, has to make three Qurbanot. If you tell me that the Nizirut is a Deoraita, Sinai, so I have no problem that you'll tell me that after Nizirut is over, the child, uh, the Qurbanot have to be brought for this child. And there's no problem because the Qurbanot are consecrated in a Torah. So you're bringing the Qurbanot uh, that are legally uh, allowed to go into the Azara, to the courtyard, to be slaughtered, to sprinkle his blood. There's no problem. However, He's saying the whole thing is a hinuch issue. What are you talking? You're bringing non-consecrated animals from the Torah. From the Torah, it's not consecrated. There's no need to do in the Torah. So you're bringing non-consecrated animals into the azara, and you're slaughtering, and you're sprinkling. How are you allowed to do that? That's a, that's isur. How do you get around this uh, this issue? Now this is a very, wow, very strong line of you. What do you mean? If you bring a korban in the azara that's not supposed to be there, it's not a deoraita. So the the rishonim of his struggle to try to understand uh, what this means. It's only the rabbanan. So do the tosafot over here. Actually, in order to appreciate it, we can look at the Taptos foot on Chaptet. Kasabar, Cholin Shinishatu Bazara, Lav de Oraita, Ben Bavatam, Ben de Shari le Ochlam, which means you can bring them, you can even eat them. Bring whatever the Nizidu tells you. You have to bring the Zerowa. That's the, 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 the part of the animal that they, that they boil in the, with the Qurban, which is a special deal of Nizidu. The Ulanif Ba'azara, and wave it like the regular laws of Nizidu. The Imurim Shil Hatat. Now, what about the Imurim of the Hatat? So he says, Ikalimar Ya'alem Lishem Aitzim. Which means, he's telling you, bring it. But so long as you don't bring it for the sake of that item, you're okay. Which is when is it holding Azara? When you bring in the item, the shem hatat. Let's say I bring the animal, which is one of the kurban is hatat. When you put it on the mizbeh, have kavana, have a bad kavana. I'm bringing it for wood. I bring it as fuel. When you sprinkle the blood, sprinkle the shem. Uh, Mayim, that's supposed to say. Now, sprinkling water. Don't have Kavanah, you're sprinkling blood. Have Kavanah, you're sprinkling water. The Ola Which means, the Ola Shalamim, you can get out of it. You can say, listen, Ola Shalamim, if it's not in the Zirut, I can bring it as in the Daba. My issue is the Hatat. How do I get the Hatat in the Beit HaMikdash? So Tosfot says, if you sprinkle it with the wrong Kavanot, don't, if you sprinkle it, like, the Hatat, then you're in trouble. That's already holding the Hazara. 
But if you sprinkle it, the shem mayim, make believe I'm not sprinkling water, I'm, sprinkling, uh, I'm not sprinkling blood, I'm sprinkling water. And when you put it on the mizbeah, don't put it on the mizbeah with the kavanah that you're putting it in the shem, chatat in the shem, etzim, shem wood. That item over there is what? That's going to be considered hulin azara midrabanan. <laughs> so since it's only midrabanan in that case, if he did it, They'll be lenient in the case of the uh, which is you're right. If the guy would bring it in the regular way, sprinkle the shem hatad, putting on his bed, then tzholin azarat deoraita. There's nothing to talk about. That's tosmot shita. He's just telling you over here. We're talking about a case where the way you're allowed to bring it is with this business of you know having the kavanot where you're not doing your lashem the korban itself, and that would be drabanan. And therefore, in this case, they were they were lenient, right? That's the way they were learning it. Okay. Right. I'm just reading over the way they're learning the Rishonim, which is important to get this uh, point. Asur min atural lezrok et damam ulaktir et imurehem al gabem zmeh leshem korban. That's the sudoraita by Chodin Azara to sprinkle and to put it on the mizbeach. Ufichach they explained shemechavenim b'shad zrikat damos shel korban lezorkol leshem ma'im. But when you're sprinkling, your kavana is as I'm sprinkling water, not for the korban. That's already a sudra banan. For that type of item will be uh, lenient. That's the way they're learning the hulina azarat. No, which is according to this, the hulina azarat is not by the shechita. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about uh, bringing it in either. That's not the issue. The issue is that where does hulina azarat begin to play? On the mizbeah, I have to sprinkling. So I got to make a, an adjustment at that point over there. So the Gemara okay, you'll make an adjustment at that point. You'll put, when I put the meat on the mizbeah, don't put it, if you put it on the Shem Hatat, oh, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So that's very, very important. So again, a fantastic nafkam in between Nebi Yohanan and Shakish. Quite Nebi when the kid's going to bring his Hatat, he brings it in the Shem Hatat. He's a Nazi Doraita. Mashiach, according to the Shakish, you got to know when you're going to come into the Beit HaMikdash and bring these Qurban, well, the Olah, no problem, bring this in the Dabah. You know, you can, uh, you can, you can, you can get it. You can get the ola in there. The shilamin can also bring as a nida. But your issue of here is the chatat. How do you get the chatat into the uh, into the bet of mikdash? No problem. Bring it in, slaughter it. No problem. Uh, bring it in. No problem. Oh, and you're starting to have the issue now at the sprinkling. So they're going to tell the kids sprinkle or have the or tell the kohen when he sprinkles. You have to sprinkle the shem mayim, not sort of coming out of the blood. And when you put on the mizbeach, the shem fuel, the shem it's even you're okay. Alright, that's that business. Comes and Gabbana continues. Bishta Madhra Bihanan. Damar Halakai bin Azir. Oh. Now let's continue talking outside for a minute. Part of the law of Nazirut is if the Nazir becomes Tameh. That's also a reality. Now let's say this kid becomes Tameh on day fifteen. He has to be in Kurbanot as well. In this case he has to be in Kurban Hattat. He has to bring a kurban asham and a kurban ola. Those are the kurbanot of a nazir shinitma. Okay? Uh, and what kurbanot does he bring? He brings birds. That's the law of a nazir shinitma. He doesn't mean behemah. He brings a bird. Now, one thing we know about the bird, how does the kohen slaughter a bird? Very good. That's called milika. Normally, the regular shechita is, you know, by, by, by the simanim and the, by the signs, the, the windpipe and the, uh, the, 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 the food pipe, and you cut the rough simanim. That's the way you normally make the shechita. Gezerat tekatu by birds, by the mizbeach. Dean, the queen makes a special type of shechita, it's called milika. Milika is with his nail, and he goes from the back. 
from the neck and he pierces it, he also cuts the simanim, but from the other side. Where normally that's not considered a legitimate shahita. That would make the animal or the bird a nevelai, wouldn't be able to eat it. Like it's not the katu, when it comes to, you know, the birds of Betamikdash, Torah says that's legal. Also, the Gavara's question is going to be, if you want to, it's halakam Hashem Sinai. Okay, so, minat Torah, this kid's a nazir. So if he becomes tameh, and he has to bring the birds, I have no problem for the Kohen to make shahita with milika, because it's a regular deen. But if you say the whole nizirut is drabbanan, how are you allowing the Kohen to make a, a, a shahita that's not legal? Wow. It's not a Torah law over here. The Torah doesn't say yes to be a Quran. According to the Torah, it's not even a Nazir. So what's going to happen? Are they going to eat the bird? What's going to... How does it work? So the Gullah Gabbara says, Bishlamam. The Rabbi Yohanan. The Amar Halakai bin Nazir. Ahache ki mitameh mighty Qurban sipurin ve'achil kohen. Melika, the Kohen can eat the birds, because Melika was done, and Melika is okay, in the case where it is a Deoraita, where it's legal. Oh, here on the Rabbi Yosem, Rabbi Hanina, Marish Lakish, Ha-ka-achil nevela. What are you talking? Hey, the Kohen is eating in nevela. It wasn't nishat the proper way. And then if you tell me it's a Torah law, so just like the Torah, let's say, for example, a Mitzorah also brings birds. A zav, a zava, also brings birds. A yoledet, also brings birds. All cases of the Torah, the Torah also allowed milikah to kosher up the bird. But there's not a Torah law over here. So how could you allow the milikah of the Kohen to allow the Kohen to eat such a bird? It wasn't allowed to eat such a bird. So the Gemara comes along and says, Kasabar kirbi Yosef kirbi Yehuda. So he holds like kirbi Yosef kirbi Yehuda. So just shakish, you know, like kirbi Yosef kirbi Yehuda. The end shehita leof mina Torah. Wow. New concept. Mina Torah, an off does not need shehita at all. Mina Torah, all you got to do is drain the blood. Look at how you drain the blood. You want to drain it uh, from the front, from the back, whatever which way you can drain the blood. Shehita was said by animals in the Torah. But by an off, that's not a, that was never not said. And therefore the whole deen, this is the way he's learning, the whole deen of shahita by the bird, the whole thing is drabbanan. So therefore in this case over here, we're going to come and tell you that uh, we have a hinuch drabbanan, and the whole shahita over here is anyway drabbanan, the whole business. So therefore we'll, we'll, we'll let it wait. And he also has to hold, just go one step further, the hulim ba'azara la abdeoraita. And you also have to say that it, it, what the, it's, it's hatat over he's bringing. Now what about the Cholim Ba'azara business? So you have to go back to what we said. You must hold Cholim Ba'azara. In this case, it's only Midrabbara because we're spritting it L'Shem Mayim. And you're putting it on the Mizbah L'Shem Etzim. And that's the way uh, this, uh, she does able uh, to get around it. Right? Right. Which means now, I want to point out that the, the, the Shonim do say if the bird died or got killed, it's not going to be mutat to eat. It's talking about where you drain the blood just in a not the normal way. Which means if a, a rock came and hit the bird on the head, that, that's a nevelah, according to everybody. The, the mahlokit that we say, that in shaitam and atorah be'of, means, like I said, you slaughtered it from the front, from the back, or another which way, that's the way you killed it. So according to that, it's going to be mutar min atorah. Therefore, they came along and said, you need to do a regular shaitam. So therefore, when, they, when the kohen's doing milika, According to the Torah, it's fine. 
different will be will be lenient. That is just a, a side point over here. Uh, incidentally, the Rambam is posik, just for the record, of is Torah. It's not a We're just going according to an opinion. of really we hold just like Behemaz Doraita. This is also the that just for the for the for the record. Okay. Uh, just a side point over here. Tosfot in Dibura Matkil Haki Garasina Vesabar Bi Yoseb Rabbi Haninah. Behatanya Amar Bi Yoseb Rabbi Haninah. Velogrisi Bihanina Dirbi Yoseb Rabbi Hanina Amurahu. Velo Tana. Vigaras Haki Savala Kirbi Yoseb Rabbi Yehuda. The Amar in Shaitala of the Onishtub Azala of the Oraita. Savak could be Yosemir, be Yuda, the Malikaman. Which means, Tosfos just saying, where do we find this rabbi? It says, he holds like the Yosemir, be Yuda. Where do we, Tosfos looking, where do we see the Yosemir, be Yuda holds that in Shaitala of the Oraita? So Tosfos says on the Amud Bet, you're going to see where the Yosemir, be Yuda actually holds that Shita. Okay. Let's go further. Gebara says, Vesavar Rabbi Yosei Does indeed Rabbi Yosei hold like this? Vatanya. It's still an interesting break. Rabbi Yosei Rabbi Daomer. Okay. Let's learn the whole break and then let's see exactly where the uh, question is. Minayin lechatat ta'of shi ba'ala sefek she'ena ne'echelet. You have hatat ta'of. That's coming on a sefek. Person, uh, let's say, uh, you have a case of a sefek hatata of. Let's learn uh, the rules already. Let's go back to the rules. You need, you need a, uh, 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 what do you call it, a uh, introduction. Okay. A person, let's say, committed a sin. Okay? But it's his misupak if he committed a sin. You cannot bring a korban in the Beit Hamikdash, a behema. You cannot bring it v'sefik. Okay, that's a that's a law. Okay, because if you're not hayav in it, then you're bringing holin la'azara. So only time you bring a korban hatat is on a v'day. That's a rule number one. Now, an ola and an edava is not a problem. I'm sorry, Ola. Ola and Shilamin is not a problem because you can always bring it Nidava anyway. So therefore you have insurance. If you're Hayav, you're Hayav. If you're not Hayav, it's Nidava. But by a Hatat, you only bring it if you're Hayav. If you're not Hayav, it's not brought Misafik. Okay? Now there's two exceptions to the rule. The two exceptions are Asham Talui and Hatat Ta'of. Let's discuss those exceptions. What is an Asham Talui? By its name, it's Asham that's pending. Which means a guy has in front of him two pieces of meat. One is Hedeb, one is Shuman. One is no good, one is good. He ate one of them, he don't know which one he ate. He doesn't know if he ate the good piece or the bad piece. The Torah says specifically in that case where you are Misupak, bring an Asham Talui. That's what it's called, Asham Talui. Good, that's one case. Or you have a case of Hatat Ha'of. Sometimes the Torah says in certain cases, it says, Zab, Zaba, you need it. You can bring a hat, you have to bring a hatat off after, after the procedure. Hatat off, yes, a lady gives birth. Hatat off, Nazir Tame also. Hatat off comes, misafik. What would the case be, uh, uh, Safik? A lady, she had a miscarriage. She doesn't know if it was a valad 
or not. Mm-hmm. If it's just air or vala, it wasn't formed yet, it's not until she gave birth. She's not hayevet. So she can bring a chata. Normally that gives birth, okay. after the process, she has to count up days, she brings a korban. Right? Yeah. A lady that's misupeket, she doesn't know if she gave birth or not, she doesn't know what came out. The dini, she can bring a hatata of misafek. Okay, that's the law. Okay. However, it's not eaten by the Kohanim because it's a safek. Okay, now, now let's start. The bright that says like this. How do you know? Minayin. The hatata of shibala safek. That a hatata of that's going to be brought with safek. She'en an echelet. How do you know that can be brought with the Kohanim cannot? Eat it. Tamud lomar. Pesuk says like this. Vehazav et zovo lazachar velanikeba. Same as the rasha. Pesuk's talking about a zav. Zav is a person that had an emission, comes tamer. Or you have a lady, she can become a zava. Zava is a lady after her nida. After she has her nida. But in the 11 days after the nida blood, in those 11 days, whatever she sees is considered already zavut. Okay, good. And the law of the Zav and the Zava is they bring korbanot. Actually, they bring a, uh, uh, birds. So it says like this. The Torah is comparing a male to a female. From the fact that the Torah puts whether this happens to a man or a lady, the Gebrahim a lot of did a short from this. That the laws of a man bringing a korban are the same as a lady bringing a korban. Which is, the, the, the laws are the same. Whatever applies to a man in bringing a korban is going to apply to a lady. In which ways? So the Gemara is giving us lists. Some of these things are pashut, and some of them are hadushim. We start. Makish When it comes to bringing korbanot, we compare the lady to the man. Ma zachar mevi korban al havadai. Just like a man, he brings a korban on the vadai. The man definitely ate halif. He has to bring a hatat. After kevam, mevi'ad korban on the vaday. So to a lady, she eats halif. She also has to bring a korban hatat. Which in the korban hatat is not a male item, it's a universal item. Yes. Now again, those four points that there's no hindush on this point. We know that korban hatat applies to, to everybody. It's just we're building up to get to the, to the hindush. Okay? Number two. By the way, if you look at the three lines from the bottom in the Rosh, he points that out. The three lines at the bottom of the Rosh, he says, Halot sarikhra. I don't need a pasuk for that. Dehishva katuf isha leish lekol onchin shebatorah. Right? Just like a man can eat halif, a lady can eat halif. So therefore she has to be a korban as well. Ela mishum siyumad demultanakat. For the hadushim that are coming up, in the end, that's why we said it. Okay, next case. And just like a zakhar brings a korban on the safik, what would that be case? Hashem Talui. Doesn't a male bring an Hashem Talui? He doesn't know if he ate Hedev or Shomen. So what do we say? He brings a korban. Okay, so to a lady also brings Mesafik. Which means, there's no illusion in this as well. The Rosh just speaks out, well, when a lady uh, has a uh, sefik, she'll bring her korbanot, which means, for example, the Yolidit case. That case, she brings birds. Which means, when, when a man brings an animal. When he, let's say, uh, he has a case of a yet halif, a sefik, right? That's a shamtalui. Uh-huh. So the laws will apply also to the lady korbanot. The lady korban is like a Yolidit, that's a misafik and things like that. She'll bring a bird, a misafik as well. Look at the Rosh, the Rosh speaks in a kilobar, korban, the shiyak, benekeba, Good. 
So a man brings Mesefik, a lady brings Mesefik. So far good? Not good. Uma Zachar. And all this is from, by the way, the connection between the word Zachar and Nekeba. Uma Zachar. Mimin shehu mevi ala vadai. Mevi ala sefik. By a man, whatever Korbani brings on the vadai, that's the Korbani brings on the sefik. Which means the behemah. Person ate chedev vadai. What does he bring? Behemah. So when he eats chedev the sefik, and Hashem Talud, Hashem Talud is also a behemah. Which means the Korban that he brings for the vadai is the Korban that he brings for the sefik. Good? Af nekeva. Mimin shi mivi'a ala vadai. Same thing with a lady that Vadai gave birth. What did she bring? A bird. So to Misafik, if she gave birth, she also brings a bird. Okay, so that's Vendushina. Now the Gibra starts to talk. The Brighter starts to talk. Ima Zachar mevi korban veneechal. Afne keva mevi'a korban veneechal. When the man brings his korban Misafik, Asham Talui, it's eaten. They slaughter it, quite eats it. Are you going to tell me when the lady brings a korban misafik? <laughs> Meaning when she's a safik, your lady, she brings the bird. Are you going to tell me that the kohanim can eat it? I mean, just like a man, when he brings an asham tanui, they slaughter it, quite eats it. Oh, imazacha nechedet. You want to tell me when the lady brings a safik by the birds? That also it's eaten? So the Gibra says, amart. Lo will say, no, that's not a that's not a ta'ana. No, don't make that connection. Why? I amar bezachar sheken isur ehad. Tomar benekeva shishne isurin. Big difference. By the man, there's only one potential isur over here. By Nasham Tadui. It's interesting the way the Gebarah calls it a potential Isur. Yeah. The potential Isur is, maybe he didn't make the sin. Which means, on the side that he made the sin, the case is about his head of and Shomen in front of him. We don't know what he ate. So what is it to us? I say, bring Hashem Talui. Okay? On the side that he committed the sin, everything's fine over here. Slaughter it, eat it, fine. But there's a side that what? He didn't make the sin. If he didn't make the sin, you have Hulin. Okay, so on the man's side, you got one, uh, one issue. However, by the lady's side, by the nekeva, shne isuri. You got two two potential problems. What's the two potential problems? My shne isuri, lav isur nevera ve'chodim ba'azara. Number one, you have the same chodim ba'azara issue because if if the, if, if if she wasn't yoledet, you're bringing an item into the mikdash that doesn't have to be in the mikdash. And secondly, what's the second item? How do you slaughter the bird? Milika. The Kohen's eating a nevelah now, because if you don't have to bring it into the Bet HaMikdash, then you have an issue of eating nevelah. So therefore the Gemara says, don't uh, compare these two uh, items. Which is, compare Zachat to the Gemara to everything, but when it comes to the uh, eating, you cannot compare. Because I can argue with you, and Asham Talui can be eaten, because you only have one issue to contend with. And what's the issue you're contending with? Maybe he didn't commit the sin. Okay, on that side, it's holy Nazara. Mashaikin, the issue of the of the lady when she's bringing a bird on Sefik, you have two issues to contend with. Uh, what are the two issues we think the two issues are? Holy Nazara, the side that she didn't give birth. And Nivela, because he made Milika. And who's quoting this Braita? That shows you what? That a Hatta Ta'of, 
you don't. I'm sorry. The, uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, off that was brought. Bimilika, you don't eat. I thought it'd be Yosef Yudah said the whole din of shechitat of is love the oraita. If you hold shechitat of is love the oraita, then we wave it. Let, 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 let's go and eat it. Why are you being so strict and telling me that the kohen cannot eat it? If you hold the shechitat of is love the oraita, so with the oraita it's okay. Then we should be leaving for the kohen to eat it. Ella, we see a contradiction in the Yosef Yudah. That's the question from the Brighton. He was the author of the Brighton. So comes again and says, Matkifla Rav Acha Bered Rav Ika. Who told you to learn the Brighton correct? The Dilma Mehayev Alev Mishum de Mithazeh Ketren Isurin Midrabbanan. Who told you when it said that we're not going to let the lady bring the Quran because it looks like two Isurin. We thought it looks like two Isurin de Oraita. It looks like Isur Alim Azara and it looks like two Isur of. Yeah. Who told you? Maybe the reason why we're strict by the lady because it looks like you're committing two sins. Maybe it's really it's not a problem. And the whole issue is over here but you have two drabanans. We have Azara, which is drabanan, and you have the case of the shaita, which is uh, also isur midrabanan. And then we have no ayad that the biyosimri holds that shaita is not mutam milikaza mutam midoraita. Again, I can give you an intrinsic difference between a behemah that's brought mesefik hasham talui or a uh, bird. The guy that brings the hasham talui, the shaita is hundred percent legitimate. That's not the issue. Nevelah, you don't have. Only Nazara you have. Okay, that's one issue. Only Nazara. And the bird, you have two issues. But the issues are not Torah issues. The issues are rabbinical issues. What's my issues? Only Nazara can be Rabbanan, by the way. Because I can sprinkle it, Hashem, Mayim, all that business over there. And I can tell you the issue is also with Rabbanan on the, on the Milika. So I have no proof. Just because I'm telling the Quran he can't eat it, is not because he holds that he has Isu right over here. Could be the Quran can eat it because you have two Isurim to the banana over here. And therefore, you cannot learn Zakhar de Kebat to tell me, oh, so by Zakhar you can eat it by the Kebat. Oh, by Zakhar, you only have one issue. By the Kebat, you have two issues. Albeit the issues are the banana, but it's two issues to the banana. Maybe that's why we make You have no right. could be the Biosim, maybe that really holds the Maaseh. In Shehita, Mina Torah, Be'of. And the Brighta does not pose a issue. Gemara continues. Fifth line. Lema ketana'eh. Let us say that this is a mahlukat tana'im. What is a mahlukat tana'im? The mahlukat between the Yohanan and Shlakish. We had a mahlukat uh, discussing the deen of a father that is able to make a nizirut on his son. So the Mishnah said he can do that. The question is, what was the source of that? So according to Rabbi Yohanan, it was Halakham Shem Sinai. According to Shlakish, it was actually a Midrabbanan law based on Hinuch. That he can mechanech his child to a uh, Nizirut. So the Gebarah says, that's Mahlok is actually Mahlok Amoraim. Rabbi Yohanan, Shlakish, Amoraim. So the Gebarah says, let us say that this Mahlok is indeed also a Mahlok Tanaim. So again, we know already whenever it says lema, we know that it's going to be rejected. But let's see potentially how the Gemara thought to make this a makhlukat. Ad matai madir et beno benazir. Until what age does the father have jurisdiction over his son to make him a nazir? Ad shiyavi shte sa'arot devre rabbi. So the bishita is he has to get to the stage of shte sa'arot, which means... He has to be an adult, that's 13 years and one day. And of course he brought...
two se'arot. Once that happens, he's considered a gadol, and now the father does not have jurisdiction. Rabbi Yoseb, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yoseb, Rabbi Yehuda comes along and says, Ad shiyagiyah le'onat nedarim. Until he reaches the stage called onat nedarim. What is onat nedarim? It literally means the year, or the time, the age, where he's able to make his own nedarim. That is the age of 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Which means at 12 years old already, uh, if a child is aware of what nedarim are, his nedarim are hal. So the Gemara nedarim said that from 12 years on, sarikh bidika. He needs a bidika, meaning you check him to see if he knows what he's doing. If he knows what he's doing, he understands the concept of nedarim. That is, nedarim are hal. So, uh, comes out we have a mahlukar over here. What is the age where the child uh, becomes in his own jurisdiction? The first shita says, when he becomes 13 and has sa'arot. Second shita says, once he becomes onat nedarim. Onat nedarim is really 12 years old. So, give us my love, tana'i. Let us say that this is the mahlukar of the tana'im. The rabbi sabar halakhahi benazir. And therefore, which means, will tell us that even though normally the age starts at 12, but the Zirut is different. The Zirut is not a type of Nedd, and the Zirut doesn't start until 13 and 2 Sa'arot. So that's the Shita of Rabbi. So the B is the opinion that says That's why he says even though technically for Nedarim the child is really has his jurisdiction at twelve, you know, a year before uh, he becomes an adult. But uh, that's why Allah to come and tell you that the uh, Nizirut is different. And according to the opinion that says until he reaches the age of Nedarim Sabar mm-hmm. The whole concept of the Nizirut is what the source is Hinuch once already he enters his own domain, meaning at 12 years old, once already he enters this, the Anyan, where his Nedarim are Hal, to La Mechayev, so he's not Mechayev anymore, the father is not Mechayev himself to give Hainuk, once already he enters his own. Good. So comes the Gemara and says, Amre, the Gemara comes along and says, Lo. We can say no. I can argue and tell you everybody holds really that it's Allah Hashem Sinai to make a uh, that the father can make the nizirut. The argument over here is this mufle samuchleish. That's what we call in halacha the twelve-year-old boy that can make the darim. He's called the mufle. Samuch Leish. That's the terminology that they uh, refer him to. Um, <clears throat> because he's Samuch Leish. Right? And Mufle um, means he can articulate. He can articulate Nidarim. So he's a Mufle. He's one that's able to articulate Samuch Leish close to the age of 13. That's the age where he has his own Nidarim. So the Mahlok Ravir is that what? Rabbi Savar Mufle Samuch Leish to Rabbanan. This whole business that a fellow, a boy at 12 years old, can make a his own nidarim, that's a rabbinical item, it's a rabbinical law. Oh, ba'atya de'oraita dahiya drabanan. No, the halachal Moshem Sinai is going to override the drabanan, which is halachal Moshem Sinai is going to tell us what? That you cannot make the nizirut until the age of 13 and two hairs, because that's really the de'oraita. The rabbis came along and said, the nyan nidarim will let him go at 12. But uh, really, I'll tell you, Allah Hamashir overrides the, the Rabbanan, 
Right? And therefore I'll say that the child really is still in the jurisdiction of the father in the Torah at the age of 12, the Inyan Nezirut. And at the age of 13 and two years, then already he goes into the father's, uh, I'm sorry, to his own domain. Oh, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah holds, no, Muflasa, Muflaish, that law of Nizir is a Doraita. And therefore he'll hold that since Minat Torah, the child enters his own at 12 for Nidarim, therefore the Doraita also will be Nizirut as well. Halachem Shri will say that at 12 years old he's also able to, uh, to, to make his own, uh, the father will not be able to do uh, Nizirut anymore on the child. Which is according to this answer, everybody holds Halachem Shri what do we make in the Machloket depending on now? Is Muflesa Muklaisha the Uraita or not? If you say it's a, it's a, only it's a Drabanan law, so the Alakham is going to tell me what? That the father could make Nizirut uh, uh, on the son until he's in his own. When is he his own? When he's 13 in two, in two years. I would have Muflesa Muklaisha, that's only a Drabanan. So the Uraita of Nizirut uh, law is going to override the Muflesa Muklaisha. But the other rabbi holds no. The Rishon Rabbi will say no. The Muflesa Muklaisha is the Uraita. And therefore, once the kid reaches already the age of 12, he's in his own midoraita. Therefore, the law of Nizirut is going to be until uh, he is 12 years old. That's the way we learn the Machloket uh, that way. There's another way of learning it. Another answer. And go the reverse way. Everybody really holds the source of this father making Nizirut for his son is a din in Hinuch, meaning it's a rabbinical law. The Dina of Hinuch. Also, what's the Machlokan? Muflasa Muklaish Tarabanani. And everybody really holds the Muflasa Muklaish business. That 12 year old item is only a Dirabanan. Also, what's the Machlokan? The Rabbi Savar, Ate Hinuch Dirabanan, Vedahi Mufle has Samuch Deish Dirabanan. He will hold that the Mitzvah of Hinuch, which is Mudrabanan, to Hanech's child, will override the rabbinic uh, law that says that when a child is 12, he has his own nidarim. It's only midrabanan. The midrabanan of Hinuch trumps the, uh, the, the 12-year-old law, and therefore the father has until 13 and two hairs in order to do it. Why? Because it's all, all the rabbanans here. So the rabbanan of Nizirut, of Hinuch, will override the rabbanan of Muflesa Muklaish. No, the father's jurisdiction ends at Onat Nidarim at 12. Does it override it or not? will not override it. And therefore, you can, once the child reaches 12 years old, there is no more uh, rights for the father to make his son a Nazir. So the Gemara unsuccessfully. Uh, was not able to prove that this mahlukit is shakish al is indeed a mahlukit tanaim. Okay? Now the Gibraltar says, Lema hani tanae ki hani tanae. Let us say that this tanaim, Rabbi and Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yuda, that have a mahlukit, until when can the father make the zirut until for the son? Is it 12? That's Mufesa Muklaish, the value of law of Nidarim? Or is it. 13 and 2 hairs, let us say that that is the similar mahlukah as other tanaim. Now again, this is an exception over here, this because normally as I told you, lema usually means it's going to be rejected. This is an exception of lema, that actually it's going to stick. The Gemara is going to prove it, and the Mepharshim do uh, point this out. Uh, if you look at Tosafot, Tosafot says in the Buddha Mahathir, lema, he says, velema uh, lavdafka, debaze leka shum dihui. There is no dihui on this one. And Rav Kiva Eger points out on Dav Bet Amud Bet and Tosafot, and we learned way back on the Amud Bet, the top Tosafot, the second Tosafot, that also said 
we had a lemma that broke the law. That it was actually a lemma that uh, ended up uh, proving its point. In any event, the Gemara says, Let us say that what the following Tanim are going to be like the Tanim of the B and the B of the the Tanya, we have a bright story. The story with the Biyosim, the Bihanina, I'm Jack, I'm sorry, with the Bihanina, Shidiro Abi Benazir. Okay, his father accepted upon himself and his youth for the son. Vivio, Lefner, Ban, Gamliel. So they brought the son in front of the Ban Gamliel. Ayara Ban Gamliel, Botko, Lida, Imevi, Shtesarot. Imlo, Hevi. He wanted to know if he brought uh, two Sarot or not. Rabbi Yosei Omer, that wasn't the story. He came to check him if he reached Onat Nidarim or not. So you see, it sounds like that you have the same Mahlokan over here between these rabbis over here. What was Rabban Gamaliel checking for? He wanted to see, was he of age, meaning which sounds like 13 and 2 years, like uh, Rabbi. Or the other rabbi, he was checking to see if he reached Onat Nidarim, to see if it's is in the jurisdiction, not like Rabbi Yosei, but Rabbi Yehuda. So he tells him back to the story. So the Hanina tells Rabban Gamliel, Rabbi, don't uh, pain yourself to check my age. If I'm a Katan, therefore, let the Nisirut go, because my father has jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a Gadol and my father doesn't have the jurisdiction, do it, I'll accept it upon myself. Nonetheless, so if I'm a man of shach, whether I'm a katan or a gadol, I want to be a nazir. Ahmad Rabban Gamliel bin Shako al Rosho. The Gamliel was so impressed by the generosity of the of the boy <coughs> of the um, obedience. Amar Muftah, I kissed him on his forehead. Amar Muftah, Adid Bazish Moreh Alakabi Israel. I am certain that this boy is going to be a Moreh Alakabi. He's going to say Alakot in Israel. Amru, it has been said. Sure enough, it came true that the Harina grew up and was a Moreh Arabi, he became a Posek. So you see, that was from the Berakah of Rabban Gamaliel. Now the Gemara analyzes this uh, episode. According to Biyosem, this story makes sense. Because he says, until when does the child have jurisdiction? Until or not, until, sorry, when does the child get his jurisdiction? At 12 years old. That's Muflis and Mukhlif. That's when his Nidarim are his own. So the story makes sense. Why? He said, if I'm a, if I'm a Katan, I will be uh, for my uh, father's Nidar. And if I'm a Gadol, I'll be uh, on my own. The Gibraltar understanding of your Katan and Gadol means Katan before Onat Nidarim. And Gadol means at Onat Nidarim. Okay, look at the bottom Tosfo. Baram Tosfot says, Amar lo Rabbi, al going back to the, uh, his response, Rabbi, don't pain yourself. Don't, uh, don't worry yourself to check me. Sharini Nazim Ibn Afshach. I'm Nazim regardless. Im katan ani yehye bishfil abi. Im gadol ani yehye bishfil afi vahash tasakadil taka. At this point we're thinking, da'achi ka'amar. Im katan ani legabe kabalat nidarim. Katan doesn't mean less than 13 or more than 13. Katan is in the context of, if I'm a katan legaben nedarim. Okay, the starting point is onat nedarim. If I'm a katan legaben onat nedarim, then I'm accepting my father's nizirut. Vim gadol ani le'anyan kabalat nedarim, da'aynu, kishi higiyal onat nedarim, if I'm a gadol, meaning I'm a gadol, meaning I'm 12, v'lekach kiyamti hashas, that's why the Gemara says, v'lekach, 
That's why the Gemara brings Pishtamal Rabbi Yosem Rabbi Yehuda. The Amar, the Af Mishigelon Darim Lomatzi Abib Madile. I know the Kamar Im Katan Im Gadol. I need Yebeshvim Matzvim Mishmash Chen Abib Yachol Adiro. Good. Which is it makes sense? Contributes to Rabbi Yehuda. What Rabbi Harinaz? Statement was: If I'm katan from the darim, I'll accept my father's If I'm a gadol, meaning I'm onat, onat nedarim, I'll accept it for myself. So you see the cutoff point according to this story is what likely to be a severe yuda onat nedarim or before. So the story works out. However, ella three lines to the bottom. Let it be damar sarot. And according to the B, what's the cutoff point? Thirteen. What he brings to Sarot, the im gadol ani ye b'shvil atzmi. So what did he mean when he said, "If I'm going to be a gadol, which we're understanding gadol means onat nedarim, which is twelve years old, I'll accept it upon myself." Ha bershute da abu kaim. He's still in his father's jurisdiction. Which, if you're going to learn the story like we're understanding it, which was before onat nedarim and after onat nedarim, according to the B. It's, he never got into his own jurisdiction yet. So what did he mean when he said, well, if I'm a katan, I'll accept what my father did. And if I'm a gadol, meaning onani darim, I'll accept my own. You can't accept your own according to the B. You're still in onani darim. you got to get to 13 and 2 sarot. So the story doesn't make, uh, doesn't make sense. So again, what else says, again, look at the top to svot. Ve'amai, ha'bishutet de'avkaim. Even at 12, he's still in his father's jurisdiction. Top to svot al-lamid. Ve'afidu avi gadol. The castle like the gadol and he hainu gadol the inyan the nidro neder again. We're assuming when he said gadol, he means the inyan. Neder the hainu mishigel darim achi avi bet sarot matzi badile betana kama amali dai mevi bet sarot. Right? Ela damar eh bishvil. I'm sorry. So the Gemara comes and says Ela. So you have to say that the story went like this. The amar eh bishvil aba eh bishvil atzmi. Which means that what the Rav Harina told the Mangam Liel, listen, don't check me. Either I'll be from my father's neder or from my own. According to this version, he didn't say Gadol and Katan. He didn't commit to the, to the time. Uh, to the time. Like, I can really say the issue was what? Shtesarot at 13. So he just said, listen, if, if it's from my aspect, I'll accept it by myself, or it's from my father's aspect. Meaning, shtesarot mi'ikara. If uh, he had two sarot already, ka'im b'nizidut dileh. I'll accept, accept it upon himself his own nizidut. Ulbesof, and at the end, ka'im b'nizidut de'abu. I'm sorry. That's the point. I'm sorry, I went further. That's the Gemara's answer, period. Which is, he didn't say Gadol and Katan. He meant uh, vague statement, not vague, but you can interpret it that it meant from the time of, if it's 13 and 2 hairs, then uh, I'm on my own jurisdiction, I accept it from there. And if I was uh, not, no 2 hairs, then already uh, I accepted my father's. Look at the Tosfot. Tosfot speak this out. Look at the Tosfot. Fourth line in the top of the damar ehe bishvil abba ehe bishvil atzmi klomar lo kamar diim katan shim nadron neder vim gadol shir nadron neder ella im katan ani shirishut abi aladenu ad habaat shte sarot which is he meant to say if I'm a katan meaning until I brought two sarot vaide kamar im gadol yeshim de lo gasilande some don't have it which is he didn't say the words ogadol or yeshim anut zaman vim gadol shivish te saruch rabbi damad rabbi bino adavat shte saruch which is we can interpret it the simple way which we understood maybe katana gadol means cut off point meaning shte 
Se'arot, and I did the B can explain this story as well. The story is not uh, a problem according to the B. It works out according to him as well. So therefore, really, you do have a mahloket tanaim in the story. So the name I really came true. You do have a mahloket, the way to interpret what was the Hanina saying. Was he going with the Ornat Nidarim period? Or was he going with the 13 into S? So you do see that it was a mahloket tanaim, how to interpret the story. So that's indeed a proof. So that Gemara has another question. The Gemara says like this. Gemara was saying that by Rabbi Hanina said, listen, I'm not checking, I'm accepting by myself Nizirut, either from my Nizirut or my father's Nizirut. It sounds like that his Nizirut is a Vadain Nizirut, which means what he's going to accept upon himself is going to be beyond the shadow of without a Nizirut. Now the problem with the Gemara is, it seems it's not going to be guaranteed. It'll still be mired in Safik in a certain case. Why? So the Gemara speaks out. Let's, let's see why you have a problem in this case. Gemara says like this. We're starting again, second line, right? Yeah. I have no problem, which means if indeed he had two Sa'arot at the moment that his father put the Nidir on him, no problem. So the Nizirut is his own Nizirut because he's in his own jurisdiction. He'll count 30 days, bring Kurbanot, no problem. Ulbisof or, for that matter, if let's say he didn't bring the two Sa'arot until after 30 days. So then, immediately he has the Nizirut of his father on him. So, when the hairs were on him in the beginning or the end, I have no problem. But the problem is going to be the Aiti B'Mitz'eh Mai. What's going to happen if let's say he got the two Sa'arot 15 days later? Now, I'll tell you the problem. You'll tell me, beautiful. The second uh, the father said he's going to be a Nazir, so he was a minor technically because he didn't have two Sa'arot yet, right according to that opinion. So he didn't have two Sa'arot, so the Nazirut is on him. Comes day 15, now he gets two Sa'arot. So now, what his father did technically ends. Because his father only can accept it upon him if he is a. Less than two sa'arot. Once he has two sa'arot, we look at it as if the father's jurisdiction ends. Now what? His jurisdiction begins. And therefore, technically, you're not going to get away at day 30. Technically, you're going to have to start 30 days from there and take you maybe to 45 days. Or even if you're going to go to the end, I mean, let's say on day 29, he gets the two sa'arot, he's going to have to start again. Which means, at that point, he's not going to be able to bring korbanot on day 15. Right. He cannot bring korbanot uh, for, 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 for his first nizirut, because obviously he didn't finish it. And uh, he can't finish it. And so for the question is, what are you going to do in such a, in such a case? Look at the Tosafot. Look at the Tosafot. Uh, the second Tosafot, the third line. E-I-T, or second line, E-I-T. Me'ikara kilomat. If they checked him on that day that he came, no problem. And they found that he has two sa'arot, no problem. Good, then his neder is on him from his own jurisdiction. Good, his neder is because of his own. Continue with the Tosafot. If they don't get the two sa'arot until after 30, it's also okay. That's right, the first 30 days was for the father. The problem comes in the next case. 
He got the se'arot in the middle. Kilomar, niru bosimanim toch lamid. What is he going to do? Heach yitzei yedin nizirut beotad shloshim yom. Which means thirty days later, he's still nowhere. Why? Shadin nizirut abiv mitbatel. The nizirut of his father is going to be mitbatel achar ba'at simanim. Veech yavi kor beotad lesof shloshim yom shidiro abiv. You can't bring it after 30 days. Because you don't have 30 days. Because it's only like I thought, in my case, it's a 15 day. Then you don't bring Korban on 15 days. Okay? Now, which is, don't say that the father means that uh, his Nizrut is going to be in his and he accepts upon himself, even if he gets Simanim, since he started it from uh, before he got the Simanim. You can't say that. You cannot bring Nizrut for that. Um, I'm sorry, can I be korbanot for the father's nizirut? The gam v'shil atzmo, kevan shilopire, since he didn't uh, specify. In any event, you see over here that the Gemara is asking a very strong question. The Gemara is saying, what's the case? If you're telling me in the beginning, they checked him, no problem. You want to tell me 30 days later, they checked him and he got shout no problem. It's a vaday nizirut. But the nizirut over here is possible, is going to be in a predicament where he's in the middle. So therefore, technically, it's not going to be a 30-dayer. Technically, he's going to have to go start a new nizirut of his own from that point. So comes the Gebran and says, now the Gebran speaks, Everything's okay if you learn like the Yosebir Biyuda, that says what? Which means, like this, here's the, here's, here's the key to this. If you learn like that shita that says, okay, let's say, the fa- it was before Onat Nidarim, so he's in the father's jurisdiction, and in the middle of the father's neder uh, for the son, he reaches Onat Nidarim. That's not going to uproot the neder. Okay, why is it not going to uproot the neder? The reason is because Onat Nidarim, according to this, is the Rabbanan. So therefore, since the whole business of Onat Nidarim is the Rabbanan, which means, mid Rabbanan, he goes into his old jurisdiction. So we're not going to let the Nizirut that his father put on him from before be overridden or broken by Onat Nidarim, which is only mid Rabbanan. Okay, so according to that, you I understand, no problem. Even if the Rani runs into the situation, Tosafot explains uh, that, um, uh, that that it won't break. Masha'enken, two sa'arot is the Uraita. Two sa'arot is the Uraita. So therefore, what's going to happen? When in the starts his nizirut, let's say before he got two sarot. Good, he's in the father's jurisdiction. On day 15, what's going to happen? He gets two sarot. Now the oraita is in his own jurisdiction. That's going to break it. Uh, so how do you work it in that case? So comes again, Moran says, El al-Rabi, De'amar, Ajavishte sarot, Ma'ika le'memar, what are you going to say? Amre al-Rabi, Leka takanta ad yativ dile, Viyativ da'abuhi. He has to wait 60 days. Mm. The only way you're going to get, get, get around that is he's got to wait 60 days. For, again, 30 30. Again, 30, 30, 30. If they checked him uh, the first day, you have no problem. And if he grew the two sarot on day 30, it's also going to have a problem. But if they didn't check him, so then already maybe he's going to have the sarot on day 29. So therefore, whatever he did till that point was not uh, uh, valid. And now he has to accept upon himself his own, because uh, he said, what was the Bahalina's line? Either I'm accepting upon myself from my father's, or I'm accepting upon myself from my own. So therefore, in the case where, let's say, when he, when he the, the, the father put him in the Nizirut, he, he had no Sa'arot, so therefore he's accepting the Abu. But then the Abu by 29 was ruined, so therefore he has to accept upon himself 
his own. Difference between another thirty. So therefore, the Gemara says in that case, in the Chinameh, he's going to have to sit sixty days in order to get around any sevik. Which means, even if he'll get se'arot on day thirty by doing sixty days, he's automatically uh, covered. If he checks, they checked him on day one, and he has se'arot thirty days, right? Because he's in the nizirut of his own. If let's say they checked him on day one. And he had no nizirut. I mean, so I had no sa'arot. But they also checked him on day 30, and he also did not grow sa'arot. He was in his father's jurisdiction, no way, he's good. We're talking about a case, let's say they checked him on the beginning and he had no sa'arot. But then you don't know what he had in the end. Could be he had sa'arot uh, somewhere in the middle. He has to go to the end, let's say. Maybe he got some on day 30. So the way to get out of the safek is going to be, just in case he sprouted in the middle, he's going to have to hold a 60 days. It's more not checking, 60 days, and therefore you cover all your safek.